Uh, All right, this is the first edition of To Be Turds. Uh, and it's starting a long saga of the man, the myth, the legend, Joel Paul Rising. <laughs> so right off the bat, we have a, what is he? He's a cop. Well, is that, that's not right off the bat. I mean, First of all, you're erasing the women of this movie. Okay, okay. way to just fail the okay, we, test. Yeah, we got this woman who... We she got works at this the woman. We got this woman. I can't She's remember her name. She's the main character. What's her name? Do you remember her name? I don't remember exactly. her name. But look. in true Christmas movie fashion, she is a New York City businesswoman who returns to her small hometown of Holly, Michigan. Disdainfully. Reluctantly. But she's here. She's only here for a little bit. She's not looking to find love. I don't remember why she's there. Maybe just to visit her parents who yeah, own so the Holly Hotel. Kathy is our protagonist here. Yes. Uh, and Matthew is the cop she's who pulls her over. A cam, right? And guess what? You know what? Uh, if you're going 51 and a 25, this movie's going to let you fucking know about it. This movie is going to remind you over and over again that this woman was going 51 and a 25. 51 and a 25? I know. 51 and a 25. Reckless. So this is a rom-com. And rom-coms, the, I mean, the basic, the, you know, it's got to be unrequited love. But these two hit it off immediately. They're going on dates and, like, there's no real kind of strife between them. Other uh. than you don't agree because they they go quickly to i love you after like one or two dates no they don't yes he Wait says a- i love you after like the second date oh god not only does it say i love you he's Within like a, what i want time is a little bit nebulous but what i want out of life is i want a bunch of kids and i want them sitting around the christmas tree on christmas morning opening presents while i hold you tightly and suppress the boner that's arising. Yeah, this is what life. Joel Paul Rising thinks women porn is <sighs> like. He's like, oh, I'm so stable with my career. But then he's like, why don't women like me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then they bring up her going 51 into 25 again. Again. Because okay, so for some reason, she's at the the police station with her. And the chief wants her to let... He's like, oh my god, you... You wrote this woman a ticket? Well, let's just tear that up. Well, look at her bazingas. I mean, how fast was she even going? Uh, wait, wait. He says, uh, I don't want Holly to be known as a speed trap down. And then he, he thinks about <gasps> it for a second. And he's like, uh, actually, how fast was she going? 51 and a 25. Well, I've already said it's. we don't want to be a speed trap down. He's like, that's fucking. But he's, you can tell his eyes are like, that's fucking fast. That's no. really fucking well, I mean, fast. That is pretty and fast. I'm going to tear up the ticket anyway because I said I was going to. But. Wow, that was a response. This movie's actually about ghosts. Oh yeah, there's who knew that uh, you know, the Holly Hunter, you know, never heard this before, but uh, apparently it's haunted by the former owners. By two old, old ghosts. Yeah, which normally when you're like a ghost, you're like stuck in purgatory from some unresolved business. And their unresolved business is they want them grandkids hooking up. <laughs> if Kathy sexes up Matthew, it would be not, quote unquote, a Christmas miracle. A Christmas they miracle. They did say that. That it would be a Christmas miracle. Uh, how is it a Christmas miracle? What is it saving? The hotel's not in danger. Uh, what What's so Christmas miracle about it? Does Matthew got these ghosts? Is Matthew like... A, go- a secret ghostbuster and he's like 
I am going to exterminate you if you do not let me get in this lady's drawers. It's the only way that they will be released into their final resting place. Mm -hmm. But, um... Hell. (laughs) Hell Hell at the Holly Hotel. (laughs) Um, And this movie was very obviously filmed at a time when most people were inside for their own safety they weren't doing things like making movies, but Joel Paul Reisig was like, you know, I want to risk my health and safety and all of the actors and the crew's health and safety and all of Holly's health and safety. And I'm going to film a fucking Christmas movie. They are, there's all these scenes where the city of Holly is just empty and the hotel is empty and the places these people go are empty or they have to stand six feet apart and they're supposed to be in love. But every scene where they're having like a deep romantic conversation is like she is on a front porch and he's standing in the street and they're kind of just shouting at each other. And he goes to take her on a date and it, it has to be outside because of like COVID regulations. And it's a horse and buggy carriage ride. Do you remember who ordered the horse and buggy? The ghost. The ghost. Yes, exactly. The ghost ordered the... Okay, who's paying for that? It's nice that the ghost called it in. But uh, I need real human dollars, okay? Joe Paul Rising. I don't need... Yeah, Joe Paul Rising. And then, yeah, no no tip? Oh, thanks. You know, I'm glad the ghost ordered this, but it's, it's customary to tip on no. these things. And you gotta just store them off. Get their romance going. The horse and buggy driver is an old crotchety man, though. He seems pretty grump. So he you was know, maybe not he didn't the movie deserve it. for much for very long. Yeah. Was he? he was just there because he owns a horse and buggy carriage company. He's not like an actor or anything. They're just like this is the only guy who knows how to whisper to the horses to get them to move. And then their next meet cute moment is a uh, alphabetizing. A spice rack, which goes on for way, way oh, too long. Again, they go through half the alphabet, then they go backwards. Again, talking about uh, fucking being on a porch and in the street. The whole conversation where she's like, name one spice. And then he can't do it. You remember It's from that? like 50 feet away. Yeah, yeah, he's like on the other side of the block. And she's... Because they're doing the whole we gotta stay. Someone probably tested positive for COVID that day. But Joel Paul Rising's like, no, we're gonna power through and provide art to the people. But, um, so she's obsessed with spices. Why? Because she loves to cook. She loves to cook. And we didn't touch on this yet. But her busy businesswoman job, she's a food critic. For like a, a New York magazine. She was. Well, she she... still is, but, well, we'll get to that at the end of the movie. She still is, but her family is really trying to get her to come back to Holly, Michigan, so she can be the head chef at the Holly Hotel, because they're like, your real passion is cooking, not writing about cooking. You want to actually make the food, and that's why she's like, name when space. And, uh, you know, he's like, I'll get you with a Z. And she's like, oh, Zaboomafu. And he's like, oh, my God, I can't believe that was a spice. I and thought then, that was a cartoon monkey on PBS. And then he was like, and I'm a cop, so if you want to impress me, name one gun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but she's like so 
she's so uh, swooned by this humorous alphabet game that they've been going back and forth at that she actually asked him on a date and then he resists for no reason other than they needed the movie to go longer. Maybe she, I think it was like a whole, he didn't want to get too attached to her type of thing. Uh-huh. Because he's like, this is what I want out of our relationship. I want to be a dad. And like, because this man is like. Well, I don't, I, I don't know how motherly you are with knowing this many spices. It seems like you're a weird spice lady. A spice girl? Kids don't like spices. Huh. I don't know if I could date a spice girl. Kids like plain cheese. And chicken tenders. They don't like coriander. <laughs> yeah. If you want to be my lover, you've got to raise some kids. Keep... It's not me. I'm a, I'm a cop. Yeah, I'm just going to be sitting in the side of the I'll road. I'll shoot the kids. <laughs> <laughs> He's a cop. Uh, so they agree to get dinner at the end of this. And uh, so now we cut back to the ghost. And the ghosts want to have sex? They like... They point out the secret map to all your buttons. Like, they're fighting, though? The ghosts are fighting? I, it doesn't really make the most sense. Like, why are we seeing this ghost scene? Uh, the ghost is not part of the romance. Like, I thought they were married. Like, what? what is there to lose or gain? It, uh, just another scene to extend the movie. Um, so now we're at dinner. They're at the dinner, and then he puts alfalfa on the meatloaf and alfredo that they're eating whatever it is as a callback to the scene that literally just happened before the pointless ghost because he had to name a spice and he said alfalfa he could have said garlic onion powder no it had to start with an a cumin okay all spice alfalfa is not a spice yeah uh, also, the dinner looks like a pan of burnt dog shit. Um, <laughs> it, I don't know why. Also, they're like at the restaurant of the Holly Hotel. Did she make this? They're on a date. Why would you make her there cook currently the meatloaf? Is no chef. But they're they have like they have no sous chef, but they have idiots back there. They did because the mom and this it looks like an idiot made this because this shit is burnt. Burnt meatloaf uh, with alfalfa. Um, yes. So the little boy from the Little Rascals is sitting atop of this meatloaf. <laughs> alfalfa. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. But he, uh, so the parents. Gee willikers. Or what, what's alfalfa say? Well, Gee we don't willis. know because they've already eaten him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they <laughs> ate him. They violently ate him at the dinner table, and they bonded. But, like, we haven't met the people, the kitchen staff yet, but they're pretty much only there for comedic relief. Yeah. And we'll get to that at the end of the movie, but they, like, they don't know how to do anything. So it's really setting up that she needs to take over and, like, continue the family business. But also, good point. Who's making the dinner at the damn Holly Hotel, then? That It goes unresolved for irresponsibly way too long for a giant hotel like this. That, uh, you know, it's it's hinted that she's going to do it, but not until, like, the very end. She doesn't really express, like, interest. In, I mean, I guess the spice scene. It's not like she wants to become a uh, cook or anything. No, she Because she, she mentions her dream job. What she thinks is her dream job. What she thinks is her dream job. And we don't, I think it's some sort of, like, a food critic thing. But she's having this existential crisis with her parents. And they really want her to just stay in Holly. They're 
pushing for that. They're like, you should fuck this cop and stay in Holly and work for minimum wage in this kitchen every single weekend. The mom is night. okay with it. But well, the, the mom's dad, retired. The, da- the dad is pissed off of that she's going to leave for their, the this dad, dream job. So we don't know what the dream job is. She just says, it's a dream job. Like in every classic, like cheesy movie with the busy businesswoman she's like it's my dream job it's in new york city and we learn a little bit about her backstory so she originally her family's originally from washington dc because her dad used to be in politics yeah and he this is why senator. the dad doesn't want her to go for a dream because he lost an election mm-hmm. election for what they don't really we get don't into he lost the election and he is salty about it he lost the election for the secret shadow government that yeah. Lives in the Denver They wouldn't airport. let me join the Illuminati, so don't <laughs> go for your dreams. You're never going to get in. So we don't really like understand why the parents took a radical turn of diverting out of um, political science into owning a historic hotel in Michigan. And we learned that she was very upset as a child when they moved out of Washington, D.C. And my favorite line in the movie uh, here we go, yeah. is her describing how much she hated Holly, Michigan, because she couldn't even breathe the air. Yes, the fresh air was too much for her lungs. The the oxygen molecules in Holly, Michigan were too big for her body to process. She She was just like... (laughs) 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 She says it too, Truman. It was exactly like that. But then she kind of... During this conversation, without anything actually happening, she comes back around and she says, there's no place like home. And then she starts crying. But she starts fake crying. It's like, if this is your big crying scene, like, actually cry. There was no tears in those eyes. They didn't even bother to do, like, teardropper tears or, like, come on, Joel. spritz some yeah. lemon in her eyes or something. At least punch her in the face. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. What are if you doing? If you're going to do a crying scene, break those tears out. The next thing we have uh, is Matthew goes to visit his grandma, his mom. She's look decrepit and very old. Is this her grandma? The is this the is this Kathy's grandma? I don't remember exactly whose grandma this is, but Matthew visits her, and the grandma's like, "Why did you give her a choice?" It's like, is this grandma advocating you just kidnap her and keep her in a basement until she falls in love well, with he's you? A cop. He I mean, put her in jail until she loves you. <laughs> this leads into uh, so he takes grandma's advice and steals. A cop car off duty makes an illegal stop and pulls her over oh, as she's yes, leaving yes, town. Yes. He goes into it. He's like, "I'm this is an illegal stop. I'm not supposed to be doing this. I would get in a lot of trouble, but I've only been in love once here with you." And that's a very well, inappropriate music play. You make it sound like he said it very sweetly, but he was not saying it sweetly. Oh, I, he was kind of yelling. If you change the music over this, in fact, I'm gonna cut it together. And this scene mood is going to change entirely with uh, him pulling her over. And I'm just like, how have you never been in love before ever? No, this is scary. I, this I would, man is like I would say voice. whatever this cop, if this cop pulled me over and did this on me, I would go, I love you. <laughs> you wouldn't would have like, a choice because he literally admits he's abusing his power. It's yeah. like a power dynamic. Where he holds all of the power. It doesn't work. His attempt to pull her over and woo her back. uh, Because we see weird stock footage of New York. So she's in New York now. Oh, but it's it's like clearly Joel Paul Rising 
in a taxi with a cell phone up again holding the cell phone up against like a dirty taxi window and he got like two seconds of cell phone footage of new york so cut to dad drinking and uh he gets visited by the the second ghost here ghost grandma uh and the ghost grandma says you're worried you're not a good father you know what you i never said that also uh, this he brings up during this that there's a second daughter snowed in in california like he's alone on christmas because his one daughter went for New York, but they really don't care, give too much shit. It's another thing where it's just like, wh- why is this matter? Like this, this sister, the sister that they always are on the phone with. She never actually shows up to the Holly Hotel. Like you would think she would. They're like hinting at she's gonna she'll be here for the dinner. She's gonna make she's gonna surprise everybody. And show up for the dinner. No, she never shows up again. Like she's all of her scenes are like on, her on the phone walking around California. So the big dinner's happening. The big, the big dinner with the special guest is uh, happening. And uh, we cut to the kitchen where they're like proposing uh, that they make grilled cheese for dinner or something. And by them we mean the uh, the the shitty stupid waitstaff. So these who are can't the two anything. Dumbos that they're, yeah. They can barely make mashed potatoes and they're back there supposed to make this big elaborate Christmas Eve dinner. Uh, and then, thank God, you know, Kathy shows up. And they're like, oh my God, Kathy's here. And Kathy, who doesn't have her hair in a hairnet, she doesn't have gloves on. She's not following any food safety protocols. This that is right before dinner. Nothing's standards. prepped or cut. Like, who knows Nothing. if they even have the ingredients to make I what she's going to want? I don't see a single Cambro. It's like Joel Paul Rising has never worked in a kitchen. He doesn't understand how this works. But she just walks back there. I'll cook. I guess. Yeah, she's like, I got I'll it. Do it. So she takes over the kitchen. And, like, the guy who's working in the kitchen. And there's no stakes. Yeah, he never gets punished for suggesting grilled. He should have gotten punished. He Uh should for proposing grilled cheese for the big Christmas Eve dinner. They would have rampaged him into a ghost. He's gonna appear as a ghost. They would have set the Holly Hotel on fire if you brought out grilled cheese. They would have been like, "Ha! Okay, this is an interesting appetizer. No, this is the main course. And I paid ninety dollars to be here for this dinner, and I paid a." $1,000 $1,000 for the weekend? I'm burning this place to the ground. Oh, but they had the the punchline where he's like, the owner of the hotel was like, grilled cheese. And he's like, and tomato soup. Like, <laughs> tomato soup. <laughs> I really can open a can, though. <laughs> that was supposed to be She funny. probably killed him. They ate him. Because they pre- if he suggested grilled cheese, they probably didn't have any beets. So they threw his ass into the, <laughs> the meat grinder. And then they're like, sausages are ready. Well, you know, it's it's worth it because the dinner has a very special guest. Yes, need to have a big fancy dinner. Thank God Kathy saved dinner because the president of the United States of America shows oh, up. Oh, and they announce it because it's like they've not, like they kind of hinted at it that the dad was in politics. They brought that up in the beginning of the movie and it pays off because his best friend is the president of the United States of America. Just drops in. No no secret service or anything. Nothing. No, and he's shaking hands with everybody. Nobody is like, that is not He's how eating that potential works. poison from the kitchen. 
Like no questions asked. When like you could listen to the episode of WTF with Mark Marin when he talks about how Barack Obama asked to be on the podcast and like the amount of protocol it took to make that happen. He had like snipers on top of his house and in his garage. Like there was no protection. This was just a man in like a coal suit. Well, maybe that was cut out of the movie. The Holly Hotel had like a thousand snipers and everybody has like red dots on their forehead. So that would be funny if that was the scene. Everyone's just like, don't move. Don't make any threatening actions toward the president. They're all just like tables are shaking. Your silverware in the water, like clattering. He's got, <laughs> what's the big deal, everybody? There's just the president hanging out with everybody. <laughs> we come back to the kitchen. Uh, it's post-dinner service. I guess everything went well. They did, They look like they're standing in the exact same places as before dinner happened. Uh, and then guess who walks in through the back door? It's Matthew. Oh, yeah. He's back. Uh, but- I guess the, there's no lock on the Holly Hotel kitchen door. You could just walk back there. I thought, hey, nobody says, hey, you don't work here. No one tries to stop him. He just walks in and starts talking to Kathy. Again, Matthew could have assassinated the president. <laughs> yeah, because the doors weren't locked. You no. know? Anyone could have snuck in and killed the president. Yeah. But Matthew uh, knows that Kathy is back and not in New York and that she turned out her dream job because his grandma's at the big Christmas Eve dinner at the Alley Hotel and she texts him. Yeah. She doesn't have to ask any young people how to work her phone. That's she the most unbelievable thing. The she grandma's did. ability to text is like, that was like, that was where all the CGI budget went for the movie, is trying to get this grandma that looked like she actually texted on a cell phone. But he, he sees her there, and is there some sort of a speech or anything? No, well, she's like, I can't meet the president like this. So she changes, and she has a beautiful red dress. And she walks out of the kitchen with Matthew, and the president's like, ooh, 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 look at this beautiful young lady who cooked all this food for us. Damn! Like, that, she's, oh, I I know you used to be really, really young when I first met you, but you look at sexy as hell. Come give Uncle Tyler a hug. Come give Uncle Tyler a hug. Don't and call she- me the president. Call me Uncle Tyler. I love that. And we give have me a-, a long hug. And then they just really didn't know what to do. The president's here. I guess he's going to read a, a story. He was reading The Night Before Christmas, which yeah. is like, okay, presidents do that kind of thing where they have like storyteller hours. To like kindergarten. Yeah, to kids. They see, you see him reading this book and he is putting all of his emotion into reading this book. And we're cutting also back between uh, uh, Kathy and Matthew having a conversation. Oh, yes, because this movie is about Kathy and Matthew. But once the president comes into the movie, I want it to be about him. This yeah, guy I, I want to see what the president's up to. Is he the president now? Or is he a former president? They don't really go into too many details. But it uh, seems kind of irresponsible to just, like, leave your duty and, and go to Holly, have... Michigan for no reason. Yeah. To not, like, have a He's talk like, or an organization or a meeting with anybody. I don't even remember how they end up getting... Like, does he propose to her? I don't even remember. Yeah, so in between the president reading the night before Christmas to this crowd of enthralled people. So they're talking to each other. Are you going to put up with this reckless driver who goes 51 and a 25? Again, bringing that up for one last time. Uh, And then Matthew says, I love you too. Uh, Love? What the hell? 
Uh, and then, yep, Matthew goes right in from that to uh, proposing. Uh, they just fucking met, but gross. and then even more surprising, she says yes. You know, Kathy, you don't really know each other. Where where did he get a ring? Yeah, I guess maybe the kitchen. Maybe I don't know. Is He's he the type of guy it who off just his grandma has a ring? Yeah. And he just is carrying it around his whole life. He tailgates them until they go 51 miles per hour and then he yeah. pulls them over. You know, so many women just went 50, but n- she went 51, you know. That was really the tell. That's the real reckless danger. And then the ghosts are, uh, you know, smiling, patting each other on the back. And they're already asking for grandkids on Christmas. They're, they're asking for grandkids, like, tonight? Like, the, the grandkids would be born immediately? Like, that's not going to happen. Grandkids is not in the realm of possibilities for tonight. Okay, grandparents. Weird ghosts. For the grandbabies. Yeah. What weird premature baby is going to be born nine months early? A little homunculus man goes, Mama. (laughs) Oh, my God. Is that, was was that in the sausage? Was that in the Christmas pudding? Mama. Uh, so that's Christmas at the Holly Hotel. That's Christmas at the Holly Hotel. You have not heard the last of Joel Paul Rising. Oh, we have, he'll be back. We have many more uh, such classics as Andy the Talking Hedgehog. Oh, and then Joel Paul Rising will also uh, intertwine with Dean Kane. Oh, so, Dean Kane and uh, Joel Paul Rising are a power couple. Yeah, stay tuned for that. If you do watch this movie, watch it for Uncle president uncle tyler yeah you could you could definitely skip through the, the boring parts and get to you could get watch the highlights and get all you need from this movie president, there are some moments in this movie that yeah jason hates these movies i think jason had his eyes closed this whole movie it's almost a masochistic thing now because i hate them but i can't stop watching them you love them i hate them and i love you I love you. And this is the end of our first episode of Tubi Toots. Tubi Toots. Tubi Toots. Tubi Toots. They're infecting your brain and they're driving you insane. Tubi <laughs>